It's Thursday, April 11th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're talking about Julian Assange. He's been kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London, arrested, and could be heading across the pond to face charges. We'll connect the dots on why the U.S. wants him to come on over. Then in Sudan, President Omar al-Bashir is also officially out. We'll explain why he could be going before a court, too. And finally, we look at how L.A. is honoring the life of rapper Nipsey Hussle. We're here to make your Thursday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Fleur. They use clean ingredients to make good perfumes and scents. And now, to make sense of the news. The most complicated story today is about the Australian founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange. For the past decade, WikiLeaks has specialized in doing exactly what its name says. They leak huge data dumps of info they've gotten from government whistleblowers or hackers to news agencies or the public. One of their main targets has been the U.S. government, which has called these data dumps threats to national security. In 2012, Assange was facing rape charges in Sweden. The U.K. had a warrant out for him, and he worried that the U.S. wanted to go after him. So Assange asked for asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. He got it and made a plea to the U.S. I ask President Obama to do the right thing. The United States must renounce its witch hunt against WikiLeaks. Assange stayed in that embassy and became an Ecuadorian citizen. But recently, and we talked about this last week, WikiLeaks published some stuff about the Ecuadorian president that didn't go over well. Plus, he's apparently a terrible house guest. This morning, Ecuador revoked his asylum. And British police were on standby to immediately arrest him and haul him out of the embassy. It looked crazy. Assange has a really bushy beard now, like David Letterman after his show ended. That kind of beard. Prime Minister Theresa May got some rare kudos for the news in Parliament. I am sure that the whole House will welcome the news this morning that the Metropolitan Police have arrested Julian Assange. But outside the UK magistrate's court, some protesters had a different take. They want the UK to free him. They're shouting, US, UK, hands off Assange. That's because the UK says they arrested him in part because the US wants Assange. There's an extradition request out for him. So we're going to get into why that is and what this extradition has to do with one of the most recent scandals Assange is linked to, Russian interference in the 2016 election. So why does the U.S. want Assange? Right after Assange was arrested today, the Department of Justice revealed that they had secretly indicted him over a year ago. The unveiled indictment has to do with a WikiLeaks dump from back in 2010 and then U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning. You might remember, Manning gave WikiLeaks hundreds of thousands of classified documents. They exposed info about detainees in Guantanamo, U.S. operations in Iraq and Afghanistan, and secret diplomatic cables, which were really embarrassing for the U.S. All the backroom chats U.S. diplomats were having about foreign leaders were now out in the open. Manning was charged with spying and sent to prison for 35 years. President Obama commuted her sentence in January 2017, and she was released. For years, the U.S. had considered charging Assange, too, for publishing that leaked info. But Assange said, I'm a journalist. You can't arrest me for publishing info sent to me. 
And it's true that arresting Assange for publishing leaked info would set a whole new precedent for reporters in the U.S. But the Justice Department indictment charges Assange with conspiracy, not spying. They say he didn't just take the documents from Manning, he also encouraged her to get more and tried to help her crack a password on a Defense Department computer. For that, Assange could face up to five years in prison. That is, if he gets sent to the U.S. The U.K. and the U.S. have a deal that they will send back wanted criminals if requested. But Assange might walk free if the Brits think the extradition is politically motivated or if they're worried about the person's safety in the U.S. So a British judge still has to sign off on the extradition. Why would they think that? The 2010 conspiracy charges are not the only ones that Assange could have to deal with. If you look up Russia 2016 election interference, Assange's name pops up. WikiLeaks published emails from members of the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman ahead of the election. Those came out in July and October 2016, and they were not flattering for the Clinton campaign. But it was really good for the Trump campaign. Here's what then-candidate Trump had to say about WikiLeaks. Boy, I love reading those WikiLeaks. This WikiLeaks stuff is unbelievable. This just came out. WikiLeaks. It's been amazing what's coming out on WikiLeaks. Last year, special counsel Robert Mueller indicted a dozen Russians for hacking that info and sending it to a couple of sites, including WikiLeaks. There have been questions around whether anyone in the Trump campaign had contact with WikiLeaks. But neither Julian Assange or WikiLeaks has been indicted in this case. At least not yet. Another sign that Assange could face more charges? Last month, a grand jury in Virginia called Chelsea Manning in to testify about WikiLeaks. She refused. So now she's back in jail. But like we said, the indictment that was made public today was actually filed over a year ago, which means that if they're asking more questions, they could be looking for more ways to charge Assange. So what's the skim? In the UK, Assange's lawyer says he will fight the extradition request. That process in court could take months or even years. His first hearing is at the beginning of May. And in the US, the indictment unveiled today is narrow, specifically about Assange helping Chelsea Manning crack a password. But if the US brings more charges, there could be concerns over freedom of speech, especially for reporters who publish leaked info all the time. Today, another major political figure was forcibly removed from their home, in Sudan. Sudan's president was overthrown in a major military coup. We've got the story on what that means next. So you might spritz perfume every day, but here's something you might not think about. What's actually in it? That's why there's Fleur. They make non-toxic perfumes and list all their ingredients online. That way you get a good scent with clean ingredients. Go to Fleur.com today and use promo code SKIMTHIS to get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. Pick three cents to try, and then you get credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code SKIMTHIS at Fleur.com. That's with a P-H to get your first three fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R dot com. So Julian Assange wasn't the only guy to be arrested today. Sudan's president, Omar al-Bashir, was ousted in a military coup this morning after 30 years in power. Huge crowds took to the streets of the capital, Khartoum, to celebrate. 
but they haven't been so thrilled about the news that the military is taking over his spot. That's Sudan's defense minister announcing on state TV that the military has dissolved al-Bashir's government and that they could be in charge for a two-year transition, starting with a three-month state of emergency. Groups like the Sudanese Professionals Association say not so fast. They want civilian rule and democracy, not two years of military rule. So how did Sudan get here? The whole thing got started back in December when the government cut subsidies on bread and fuel. There were protests, and over the past months, those protests have grown to include complaints about the rising cost of living and the president. So now, al-Bashir is out. But what's going to happen to him? He could be heading to The Hague to stand trial at the International Criminal Court. In the 1980s, Sudan was in the middle of a civil war. In 1989, al-Bashir led a military coup, ironic, and has been in power ever since. He let people like Osama bin Laden come over and hang out. Four years after he took over, the State Department put Sudan on the countries that sponsor terrorism list. But the big thing al-Bashir is notorious for is the genocide in Darfur, in western Sudan that began in 2003. The UN says up to 300,000 people were killed. Some just say al-Bashir didn't do enough to stop it. Others say he orchestrated it. The International Criminal Court has two arrest warrants out for al-Bashir, crimes against humanity and genocide. But recently, al-Bashir had been helping to fight ISIS and limit migration to Europe. In 2017, the Trump administration lifted some sanctions on Sudan as a thank you. Now, advocacy groups like Human Rights Watch are calling on the Sudanese military to hand al-Bashir over to face charges. The victory lap! Nipsey Hussle! Let's go! Tens of thousands of people packed into the Staples Center in LA today to commemorate rapper Nipsey Hussle, who was shot two weeks ago. It's the first time the Staples Center has been used for a memorial since 2009, when Michael Jackson died. So yeah, Nipsey Hussle was a local hero. His real name was Ermius Askadom. He was shot in the middle of the day outside of his clothing store. Police called it a personal dispute. As a kid, Nipsey Hussle had been in gangs, and he channeled that experience into his music. As his career took off, he gave back to his community. He tried to make peace between rival gangs. He donated to local schools. As a business owner, he hired people who were struggling. Former President Obama sent a letter that was read during the service. He set an example for young people to follow and as a legacy worth of celebration. I hope his memory inspires more good work in Crenshaw and communities like it. And the community has been in mourning. Fans lined the streets of L.A. for a 25-and-a-half-mile-long funeral procession, past a store and an intersection near Crenshaw. The city is renaming that intersection the Ermius Nipsey Hussle Ashkodom Square. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from India. The country is kicking off the world's largest democratic elections. 900 million eligible voters will head to the polls over the next few weeks. But when people look at their ballots, they'll see pictures next to names. See, back when India held its first national election in the 50s, only around a quarter of voters could read. So political parties each got a symbol. 
Literacy in India has dramatically improved over the decades, but the symbols stuck. There are seven national parties, and their symbols are pretty standard, like a hand or a lotus flower. But at the regional level, they get more interesting. A ceiling fan, a bicycle, a banana. The common man party is a broom. They're promising to sweep out corruption. See what they did there? And that's all for Skim This. Thank you for listening to us, and we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and share the show with your friends. While you're at it, tell us how you think we're doing by rating and reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts. For more from The Skim, download our app in the App Store and sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 